Hello, this is your Hey What You Watching co-host, Marcelo Pico, uh, here bringing you a bonus episode of Hey What You Watching. Uh, this is uh, two segments with uh, me and Matt talking Twin Peaks in the first segment, and then me, Matt, and guest Andrew Isla uh, also talking Twin Peaks. Uh, these two segments uh, I cut out of episode 83 and episode 84 if you are watching I wanted to give them to you you know as soon as possible uh, and uh, yeah I hope you enjoy it we recorded these segments on September 6th and September 10th uh, res- uh, respectively and uh, yeah since then I mean, you. I think you hear me mostly talk about the Blu-ray and and you know news of a of a fourth season. At that point, we had no idea um, that there was going to even be a mention of a fourth season. But since then, and and of the Blu-ray, and since then, yeah, we've gotten news that yes, the the uh, the third season of Twin Peaks will be out on Blu-ray on December fifth, courtesy of CBS Home Video. I was talking about in you know in this in these two segments. I think I mentioned Criterion, and I was completely off on that. And also, yeah, uh, Lynch has said in an interview just the other day that he uh, he hasn't been approached by Showtime uh, in terms of a season four, but the possibility is out there. And if it does happen, it'll, it'll be several years from now. So. That's the latest. Uh, it's strange. It's almost been two weeks now since it has ended, Twin Peaks, and but you know we're still getting news updates and and uh, we're still talking about it. So, so with that, hope you guys enjoyed this bonus episode, uh, two segments with uh, us talking Twin Peaks, uh, me and Matt in the first segment, and then we're joined by Andrew Isla in the second segment. So, enjoy. Did you wash your hands? No, you went to the restroom. <laughs> Wash your hands. Uh, hey, um, I'm referencing. I'm referencing Fire Walk with me. Damn it! I don't get that reference. It's... Wash your hands, Laura. You can't have dinner until you've washed your hands. Okay, I get it now. <laughs> See, when I when I try to move past things and when I get quiet, uh, when you make your references, that should key you in that I don't get what's happening. So, oh, damn it. Uh, but hey, uh, what year is this? I I honestly don't know anymore. <laughs> Okay, so this is... I guess I should have... Uh, I'm not going to talk about episode 18. In fact, we're not going to talk about episode 18 at all. <laughs> we should just say at this point... <laughs> spoilers, watch out. So Twin Peaks... Spoilers abound! Spoilers abound. Twin Peaks, the return... We'll, we'll, this is the last segment of the show. We'll talk about what we thought of the series overall. Matt... Okay. We, I understand how... I understand cell phones now. <laughs> I, I understand that reference. So, okay, we, that got a that got a huge cheer from me uh, during episode seventeen. 
What were you expecting before watching the last two episodes of Twin Peaks, Matt? Episode 17 is what I expected. I expected uh, some loose ends to be wrapped up. I expected some good moments. Um, It pretty much went how I thought it would happen. And then episode 18, a.k.a. the epilogue, happened. And I did not see that coming. Uh, That was a lovely, lovely Mulholland Drive-esque surprise. And I could not be happier. Um... All right, the last time there was a finale that, that that was this divisive, honestly, is probably The Sopranos. Yeah. Uh, because you either love that ending, which I love, or you hated that ending. Uh, I have seen no one pull any middle ground with um, the, the Twin Peaks ending. Uh, people either love it, and they're totally on its wavelength, or they loathe it with all of their heart. And I can't blame them for either, honestly. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty much with you, Matt. Uh, when I, it, it, I will say, like, coming into these last two episodes, I did not know what I was in store for. Uh, I was kind of just afraid about the whole thing. <laughs> uh, I mean, I was, it's one of those things where I figured Lynch and Frost would stick the landing. Yeah, and for me they did. I, I, yeah, I I think they did, uh, but I just went to it went into it just thinking like, what exactly is Lynch going to do? And he did not disappoint because he went no, full he David Lynch. So and mm-hmm. a, right after it ended, uh, I mean, okay, on rewatch because uh, I managed to see this the the final episode so you, twice. So you watched this? Uh, who did you watch it with? Anyone? Or? No, it was just me. It just okay. I'm, right, I'm, so I'm, I had a I had a different experience. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll just say when it when the last episode when part eighteen was on, uh, I knew like, there were some plot threads that I wanted them to wrap up. I uh, you know I uh, you know Audrey, sure that was the one that was the one where I was like okay they're are they just going to leave it at that or yeah. are we going to get another glimpse that that was the big one. I mean there were other questions that I wanted answered like. Maybe more information on the box from the, the early episodes, but uh, as soon as uh, <laughs> I call him Odessa Cooper, when Odessa Cooper and uh, Diane reach the, ho- the you know, that motel, and when they have sex, uh, I looked not, at my watch. Not, n- yeah, I looked at my watch, and I was like, "Oh, there's 30 minutes left. I don't think they're going to resolve anything." Yeah, uh, it- not not what I expect when someone says they are handy in bed. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, and as the clock was running out, uh, when uh, Odessa Cooper and who was uh, P- Page, what, what Carrie Page, Carrie Page, when they reached the house, uh, there was like five minutes left. I go, yeah, this is uh, this is how it's going to end. Uh, mm-hmm. Then it happened, and then the scream happened, and then uh, Odessa we Cooper cut to like, black. What, what year is this? And then it ends. There's a blackout, and then Don't and, Stop Believing starts yeah. playing. <laughs> I was like, "Yep, he did it. He went full. He did it, David Lynch. Uh, he did it. So one yeah. for the grandkids. So right when it ended, I'm like, what? What the fuck? What? I get like, I don't know what happened. So it took me a few hours just to process it, and then like the next morning, I'm like, okay, I I I understand it enough where I fully appreciate what he did, and I can call this an ending. I know even like yeah. that night, like even on like our Twin Peaks like Slack channel, Matt, we were 
talking about whether this is like an epilogue or the beginning of like a new journey. But like I kind of I'm committed myself now to thinking this is it. Like that's that's the epilogue. End of that's the epilogue. Yeah. Yep. That's the PS. Yeah. So on the end of Twin Peaks. Uh, but you know what? He Lynch gave me a lot of what I wanted. Yeah. Uh, he gave me a lot of really happy, joyful moments. Uh, he brought in my uh, steadfast belief that Andy and Lucy are two of the most important characters in the entire franchise, in the yeah. whole, entire series. I think they've always been important, and they really got to show it uh, in The Return. Um Big Ed and Norma is probably the biggest bit of fan service that Lynch did, and but it worked because that scene is just beautiful in uh, part 16. Or was that 15? That was 16, right? It was uh, 15, I think. It was 15. Okay. Okay. That was beautiful. Um, I finally got to see Pete Martell have a lovely morning fishing. With yes. no uh, with no distractions, you could say that was nice. Um, yeah, overall, this season gave me everything I wanted out of Twin Peaks. Uh, no offense to people who are just fans of the series. I mean, I'm I know a lot of people who just know Lynch through Twin Peaks, and that's what they wanted. Those people are going to be sorely disappointed by going into season three wanting just Twin Peaks. They're going to get an encapsulation of his entire career uh, thrown into 18 hours. And I applaud him for doing that. That's a ballsy move that only David Lynch could get away with. And congrats to him for, honestly, for pulling it off. Yeah, I think he did pull it off. Uh, and it, that first viewing of a Part 18, just by myself, looking at the clock, wondering like what they could possibly resolve in, in the hour. Like I was on edge for that entire hour. Yeah. But then looking back at it, like, yeah, he managed to, like you were saying, Matt, like he pretty much summed up his whole career in these 18 hours. Yeah. Like when like in episode when in sorry, part 18, he calls these parts, not episodes. That's in fine. Part 18. When I see like, you know, shades of like Lost Highway and Mulholland Drive and like even mm-hmm. Inland Empire, I'm like, yes, like this is like, I think we said this, uh, like before it began. So some people were like, oh, this <laughs> is it gonna be Twin Peaks, you know, Lynch, you know, Lynch and Frost, or is like Lynch gonna go full like Inland Empire? And by then, uh-huh. yeah, we we got a little bit of Twin column Peaks. A, a yeah. little bit of column yeah, B. We got enough Twin Peaks in there, but man. Part eighteen, holy crap! It was like it like it was like watching a new David Lynch like movie. It's like I yeah. was like I I I I love this. I love that we're gonna be analyzing this like for years to come. This whole thing, and yeah, he he pulled off. I guess I'll say it's like TV history at this point because yeah, what an ending, and also it has to be mentioned again because uh, it's been mentioned many times before. Part eight, part eight of the whole thing. Yeah, uh, mind blowing. Like I, I rewatched that the other day. Holy crap! Is that I mean, just a a nightmare of like an art installation, like on yeah in a TV episode? <laughs> I can't wait to finish. Uh, I, the week before the finale, I had restarted the series back from the beginning uh, because I want to watch it in one fell swoop, and um, I'm very excited to rewatch season three. Uh, start to finish again and uh, not week to week because I think even though watching it week to week is really cool you get to discuss each episode in detail with your friends it's going to be fun to binge it 
just to like take in everything at once and maybe new things will reveal themselves maybe they won't who knows uh but i this i've said it before on twitter i'll say it again this is the television experience of my life i mean i've never experienced anything like this before uh just week to week doing theories with my friends uh in the slack channel uh talking to uh andrew isla via twitter dm yeah. uh every every monday morning uh he and i would message each other just like so last night's episode and then we would like talk for like an hour and a half just like bullshitting about the episode and like what does this mean what does this connect to uh of course david bowie's a tea kettle now because why wouldn't he be um yeah i love this thing so much uh this season three just reiterated what I thought after I watched the first series and uh, the movie. Uh, this is my favorite TV show. Um, it's one of those things that I'm going to be able to just throw it on whenever and just enjoy the hell out of it. I mean, Carlo made me laugh the other day. I, uh, he's like, well, he's like, I'm, I'm heading off to work. What are you going to do today? I was like, well, me and the dog are going to sit on the couch and watch Twin Peaks. And he goes, you know, there's other shows you could watch. I was like, are <laughs> I go, are there? Are there really? Um, but yeah, uh, I'm in love with this thing. I, this is, the Twin Peaks is my hill to die on. And uh, I'm happy with that. Yeah. I, I am extremely satisfied. I, again, like, I can't wait to analyze this further. Even, like, after, after, after the finale on Sunday I couldn't sleep so I just put on a uh, fire walk with me I watched half of that and like I Oof. even seeing that like I'm like oh but like it it perfectly ties in to the series yes uh, it does the first two seasons and also uh the return a season oh three. and it was no joke uh when the season started when they said if you haven't seen fire walk with me you will be totally lost yeah yeah I, I couldn't imagine watching the return without seeing fire walk with me Exactly. So uh, that that would just you you would you, you'd probably hate this thing if you didn't know and like Firewalk with me. It's it's like a great divide, like you were saying before. There's people who hate the ending, you know, who hate part eighteen, yeah. and who love it. I think the people who love it understand Lynch and like his whole experience, like including Firewalk with yes. me. I think Firewalk with me is a good like uh, uh, barometer, yeah, barometer for for a lot of people who kind of and I either hate the ending or not of the yeah. return. And I do want to say um, I saw this thing floating around on Twitter where part 18 is very similar to Hitchcock's Vertigo. Yeah. And I rewatched Vertigo last night. I'm going to tie that in into this. Uh, the similarities are, are they're there. They are very much present. And uh, it also reiterates what I've been saying for a while. Um, between this and Mulholland Drive, and basically a few other of Lynch's films, he's been trying to make his own Vertigo for years. Yeah, uh, I can see that. Incorporating elements of Hitchcock's, uh, I'll say it, masterpiece uh, into his work, and he's doing it very, very well. Uh, I love Vertigo. Uh, last night watching it was only my second time seeing it, but it is my favorite Hitchcock from what I've seen. And yeah, this uh, these are both... Lynch's vertigo. Uh, he pulls it off. He pulls it off very well. And uh, the only reason I'm upset that Twin Peaks is over is because no one really uses this cast. Uh, and if they do, they don't use them as well as Lynch does. I mean, Cheryl Lee should be in everything. 
she is one of the best actresses of her generation. Uh, but you wouldn't know it because she hasn't done a lot. I mean, people basically just know her for, you know, Twin Peaks and Fire Walk With Me. And all I've really seen her in is that and uh, John Carpenter's Vampires, which she's terrific in. And she deserves to be in more. I mean, she has one of the best screams ever in cinema. And people need to take notice of her. And she really could, should be getting, you know, more work. And I don't, I don't care what anyone else would say about that. Uh, it's, it's amazing that it ends, the return ends with, her essentially, like Shirley mm-hmm. playing, uh, again, what's her name? Page and like Laura, Carrie like, Page, uh, Carrie Page, and how oh, uh, tying. But the is whole... she playing Laura? <laughs> Ooh, I don't know. That's that's a theory we can discuss or or not. Well, the the, the audio links up. W- which audio? Uh, right before she screams, you hear Sarah Palmer say, "Laura." Yeah, that and I've I've heard that. And that... I've heard that theory. And that's the audio of Sarah trying to wake up Laura in the pilot when she thinks she's actually home and not wrapped in plastic <laughs> on the beach. Um, I uh, I think. It, well, should we go into like theories before we wrap this up? So yeah, real quick. Oh, okay. So this kind of ties into like the next thing I want to ask you. So uh, it took me a few hours. I'll say processing it and then like I slept on it and then like I'm, I was fully sure that this was the end that mm-hmm. that we deserved like I, I'm a, I'm fine not coming back to this not having like a season four or whatever you want to call it you know the return return uh, <laughs> I'm fine with that the return of the return <laughs> because how I see it is yeah it's it's Cooper you know going on this mission after you know, almost completely saving Laura Palmer in part 17, right? Yeah. Like that, that's kind of a, a, a something we can all agree on. It's like, okay. Fucking, fucking Coop fucking up the timeline. <laughs> he, he went back in time, you know, stopped Laura Palmer it, from being murdered. It was a definite uh, The Flash moment where I was like, instead of saying it, damn it, Barry, I was like, damn it, Cooper. <laughs> what did you do? So yeah, he 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 takes her and is about to go into what well, was it, Jack Rabbit's palace, right? That portal, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But then she disappears, and you hear like a, her scream in the woods. So he was he was almost there. He he almost so close. Her. But he prevented so he prevented the murder. But I guess her soul was still in torment. I guess. Mm-hmm. So in that that's how episode sorry part seventeen ends, and then part eight. Part 18 begins with him, uh, I guess, trying to finish things. You know, he 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 takes Diane and goes to like this location. Cooper goes- is too good for his own good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, he tries to find Laura Palmer, and then ends up finding uh, Carrie Page, and yeah, takes takes her to the house to get some resolution, and there's none there. So because and Carrie Page, <sighs> Page. The last page, the last missing page of Laura's diary was yeah. in Odessa. There you go. <laughs> but but yeah, so 
it's he tried his hardest, but no, he he, he can't save. He can't repeat the past, Laura Palmer. It, it 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 speaks to I think one of David Lynch's beliefs, and I read about this. This is one of the things I. This is how I process this ending, Matt. Is like I read into uh, Buddhism and meditation, you know, because mm-hmm. like he Lynch is a firm believer in that. He he he's a he's a proponent of trans transcendental meditation, and it talks about. Like uh, resolving your past by accepting it, I think that's a big theme in this show. By the end of it, uh, you can't erase the past. Essentially, so I think that is what uh, he, Lynch is like trying to. One of the themes I think he's trying to uh, put across with Cooper, trying his his best to try to save Laura Palmer, but can't. So. It's a dark ending to end on. <laughs> this, yeah, this it's nice very dark. About what some people see as like just coffee and pie. No, it's it's about how the past scars us, and the tries we might, we can't fully erase it. So, yeah, that's how I saw it. You can't change the past, Marcelo. No, I can't. <laughs> no, uh, but yeah, no, I love this thing. Uh, I went to bed being a little upset, but when I woke up in the morning, I was in love. Yeah, and I'll ask you this, Matt. So, uh, season four. Do you want a season four? Only if Lynch is involved and he wants to do it. <laughs> I've seen the question going around, would you watch a season four if uh, Lynch wasn't involved? And absolutely fucking not. No. I... No, not at all. Not in the slightest. So, if if they're like, okay. Uh... I wouldn't mind another movie. Yeah, see that's that's kind of what I want is like another movie. I think. Yeah, just you know, just give me that, and that'd be cool. I mean, because honestly, I feel like Lynch achieved so much with this. Uh, I feel like he might have gotten the spark back, like the inspiration to do more, and not just you know do whatever else, like just not just do music anymore. I think he might want to get behind the camera again because, by all accounts, he was having a blast on set doing this so i would just i i think this might have like sparked his inspiration again to do something else who knows yeah and kyle mclaughlin uh i mean in some interviews he's like i have no idea what lynch is going to do next i don't know if they're yeah i, I don't know if he wants to do another twin peaks but in other interviews he's like oh maybe agent cooper will come back in something twin peaks so yeah i think there's a chance that he might we shall see. Lynch might want to revisit this world, I can see him doing like like he did with Fire Walk with me, like making a movie that's kind of like tangent, you know, tangentially, you know, connected to the Related. world. Yeah, yeah. Uh, answering some questions, maybe we'll see Audrey, and that's kind of what I'd like to see is a resolution to her in some way. Maybe, yeah. maybe the new book by Mark Frost might answer some questions. Like that's that's coming out what like in November or something. So October, it comes October. out on Halloween. Oh, it comes out on Halloween. There you go. Perfect so, day. <laughs> I can't wait to read that. And yeah, I would like to see a movie that, you know, may it <laughs> if he does a movie, I can predict now that it won't resolve anything about the end. <laughs> It'll, yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah, that's fine. But I can see him going back to this world and I can see it being, you know, something as great as the return was. So, yeah. Maybe not a full season cuz like it uh, I imagine that it was like a once in a lifetime thing, gathering as many of the actors yeah, as, he, know, yeah. as he could. Twenty five at this point, no, twenty seven years later, uh, he didn't get everybody, unfortunately. Um, but him trying to do that again, I think, would be I don't know, it, it, it'd be a lot of work, and maybe not everybody would want to come back. There are a few people yeah. who have already said they don't want to come back. <laughs> 
but uh, but yeah, if it were just a movie, he could like pare it down to you know some of the core characters, and I think it'd pull off. So yeah, that's what I'd like to see. If, if we if shall it, see, if it were to root to you know to return, but at this point, I'm fine. I'm good with how it ended. Yeah. Uh, I'm just waiting on that Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah, we can't wait for the Blu-ray. Can't wait for the book. The world of Twin Peaks isn't over yet. Uh, yeah, nor will it ever be. No, I <laughs> don't think it. Let's will. be real. No, it won't. Uh, uh, who knows? Maybe in 25 years' time, it'll come back. Because how old will Lynch be by that point? <laughs> Jesus, he'll be like a hundred or something. He'll, he'll still he'll still be alive, right? <laughs> he practices trans- yeah. he, he practices meditation every day, so maybe he's like in peak health. No, he's not. He smokes every day and and drinks coffee. So, coffee time. <laughs> anyway, so that's what, what. Any last thoughts on Twin Peaks, Matt? I love it. It's my favorite show ever. It's amazing. Uh, I can't wait to revisit it. I hope uh, Criterion gets their hand on the rights to the season. Uh, it, it would make sense at this point because. I but think, then we gotta wait a while. Hope, maybe, maybe I don't want to wait. Maybe it won't be that long. Maybe you Ugh. know, plans are already in work for it. Maybe they'll announce it like the next. You know, I wanted this on Blu-ray like Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> this is not like a series of like CIS or like Twenty Four. It's not going to be that big of a turnaround. Uh, I don't know because there hasn't been any <clears throat> any news about Blu-ray. So no, it's upsetting. I think we'll have to wait for the Criterion. So. That that that's my guess. So, but hey, you you still have Showtime. Go revisit the episodes and the yeah, books. they're on there. I'm gonna be doing it during my uh, rewatch. If the book comes out in like five weeks, so yeah, so we, we have uh, or six weeks. We have you know a lot more Twin Peaks to go over. So yeah, that's Twin Peaks. So it's been a week since Twin Peaks ended. Uh, uh, as of this recording, Sundays are empty now. Yeah, uh, like maybe we should just come together every Sunday and talk about Twin Peaks. Uh, Can we? <laughs> but man, yeah, I mean, it, it, it was weird. I'll, I'll just say, uh, I mean, Andrew, you did a fantastic job throughout the summer. Writing up the the Twin Peaks recaps each week, uh, I I edited each and every one, put them out there. Was happy to do it, uh, and you just sent over. But by the time this comes out, it'll be online. But you sent over the final final you know recap wrap up of the whole thing, and I'm like, oh, this is it, isn't it? It's it's the end. And uh, I'm sad. Oh man! But I actually before we recorded, I did rewatch. Uh, the last two episodes again. <laughs> I, I just felt like I needed to because I was still like Sundays to me for the last what? Uh, how many months has it been now? Like, like two, three months. Two, three months. It it's been May twenty first to yeah. yeah, May, June, July. Yeah, for the last few months, it's been Twin Peaks. So it's kind of hard for me not to do. It's kind of hard for me to do anything other than Twin Peaks. So I rewatched yeah. the episodes and I was like online on Reddit's. Like uh, one of the executive producers was uh, doing a, a AMA, and I was like l- looking at little tidbits of Twin Peaks. Even still, like after the series is over, I'm like still looking for like news and information. So yeah, it obviously it's, it's never going to leave us. It's another Twin Peaks Sunday for me. So yeah, <laughs> but man, I mean, I know it's it's been another Twin Peaks Sunday for me. I mean, a week ago or so, I restarted the entire series from the beginning. I'm uh, going through season two right now. 
having a blast, loving it, and I can't wait to binge season three because that's going to be something else to watch all in a row. I don't know if I'm able to handle it, but uh, yeah, we're doing we're doing the exact same thing. Hell yeah! Uh, I'm actually on my TV right now. Paused. Uh, Benjamin Horn is signing a check uh, that was just handed to him by the uh, Japanese investor. Let's just <laughs> let's just say that. <laughs> oh boy! Um, but hey, that is, that is one bet we we could we could change. We could. <laughs> My God, <laughs> it is the craziest, weirdest thing ever. And I'm like, you know what? Fine, do whatever the hell you want. My favorite thing about that, though, ill-advised, <laughs> is the whole idea of dressing up <laughs> one character as an Asian person once. Is that Especially they actually don't glory. credit they don't credit her for those episodes until you no, realize it's her. Yeah, I know, which I, is amazing. Kind of crazy. Um, Apparently, also it was her idea to come back, uh, Piper Laurie. It was her idea to come back as an Asian, in disguise as an was. Asian man. Of course, it was, <laughs> and no one, no one talked her out of it. Oops, they maybe should have. The whole time I'm watching, <laughs> the first time I watched the series, I was like, "Who is that? What the fuck? What is happening here?" <laughs> I also see sometimes I saw someone who was watching through it for the first time a while back on Twitter be like, "Oh God, Twin Peaks is doing yellow face," and I didn't jump in, but I wanted to be like, "Okay, yeah, it's." It's not good. I'm not going to defend it. But also, the show is not doing yellow face. One of the characters is doing yellow face. Yes. But that's not really an argument worth having. It's not like it's defensible <laughs> still. It's just maybe not quite as bad as, as, you're maybe, as you're maybe making it out to be. It's, it's one of those crazy season two things where I'm like, you know what? Whatever. Just do what you want. I love it I've anyway. Always, I've always wondered what the vibe was between her and the actual... Asian cast members around yeah, her, right? of which there were several. <laughs> they were there. They were probably like, um, "What the fuck, lady? Come on!" Right. I know you were in Carrie, but still, please. I was disappointed that she wasn't in the return, and I half expected the entire time that someone was going to whip off a disguise, and it was going to be Piper Laurie. <laughs> like she was one of the woodsmen. She was the school teacher. You didn't know that. <laughs> she was the girl who had the the frog wasp crawl into her mouth. <laughs> yes, that was her. Oh, boy. there we go. But anyway. What year is it? So yeah, it's it's been one week, and uh, I already kind of don't entirely stand by all of the interpretations I wrote in my <laughs> recap because I just tried to wing it. And now looking back, I was like, yeah, maybe it wasn't quite right there um, because boy, howdy, those last two hours uh, need some interpretating. If you're gonna yes, they actually. do. They got they they got some some something going on there, and uh, um, I I will say that I loved it. Uh, at first, I was, like, dumbfounded, but after I slept on it, I kind of fell in love with uh, what was given to us, and I'm happy with it. Yeah, I, I had a similar trajectory, um, and I kind of wrote about this in the, the final, final wrap-up recap that I finished and turned in today, that I am fully aware that I am a Lynch apologist mm -hmm. in that... Even the stuff that I know is maybe questionable in some of his work, or that I at first feel is maybe not not right, I, I event like I like I trust him so implicitly to just like I care more than Same anything here. about yeah. I care more than anything about just knowing that he got to do the thing he wanted to do because yeah. he's he did the thing <laughs> yeah and knowing that he you know had con full control over this as he does most of his projects. Um, it's kind of a different headspace I'm in when I'm experiencing a Lynch project where I feel more like I'm looking at uh, like an art exhibit rather than a, a movie um, because he is a painter first and a filmmaker second, which yeah. I think a lot of people, it, it helps understanding where he's coming from. If you know that um, the, uh, 
documentary, uh, The Art Life, which I reviewed for the site when it got a theatrical screening earlier this year, is coming to a Criterion Blu-ray in a couple weeks. Ooh. Um, and I highly recommend it to anyone who's a Lynch fan, um, particularly if you kind of want like some insight into how his brain works, um, which I think really changes how you look at stuff like Twin Peaks. Um, the documentary entirely talks about just his career and life as a painter, and it actually stops once he starts talking about movies, because he gets to Eraserhead, which was his first kind of foray into filmmaking, and that's like the end of the documentary. Yeah. Um, but the way he talks about art, and knowing that he kind of comes at it from that discipline, explains a lot about things like, uh, you know, how everything doesn't necessarily need to mean something, <laughs> if it makes you feel yeah. something. Uh, his use of negative space, which is a thing um, my wife put it that way. Jojo, my wife Jojo, who is who is a painter and illustrator, um, phrased it in a way I haven't seen anyone else phrase it. That what Lynch does is work with negative space, like all those scenes in Twin Peaks, The Return, especially where it looks like nothing's happening. And yeah, nothing's happening. It's not like it's like a big secret there, but it does actually. When you take the whole thing in, it affects how you're feeling. It affects the waiting for something to happen. It's part of the picture. And even if you can't, like, point to it leading anywhere, uh, you know, maybe that's okay. Not every movie actually has to follow that screenplay 101 rule of each scene advancing the story in a direct way. If it made you feel something, then that's... Then it did It did the thing. <laughs> it did the thing. Even if that thing is frustration. Um, but yeah, I love that the finale... Um, it's the, it, There's no... You can tell there's no right answer. Like, we can already be pretty certain, like, uh, there's never going to be anything that really feels any more right than everything else, I think, which is great. Um, yeah, we, we definitely had that same kind of journey with it where the credits rolled and we looked at each other and kind of went, uh, What? Huh. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. we were pretty upset for a while, like... Jojo and I had like a two hour conversation afterwards just trying to suss out what it was we felt about what we were just seeing and eventually kind of came came to terms with it and realized that it actually is a perfect ending precisely because it makes you feel that way um, the idea being like yeah we're, we're frustrated at all of those stories that never really got resolution like more context to Audrey's situation or Bobby and Shelley and Red which definitely had a lot of stuff going on that we never got an answer to um, I like the idea that that all got cut off because Cooper came back, which was the thing we all thought we wanted. Yeah. Uh, and he missed all that because he's too focused on trying to fix the past. Um, the lesson being that you can't, you can't ever really do that. No, you um, can't. And that's part of the, like, like, look how it ruins it when you do that. You miss all of this, uh, all the new stuff that could be happening to you. You don't ever get to find out uh, if the love triangles resolve or where where certain people are. But you get to um, hang out with the Mitchum brothers, so that's okay. I'm fine oh, with this. You sure do. Yeah. Uh, one um, for the grandkids. <laughs> if you had told me, like, six months ago, or even, I guess, at any point, that, like, the grand finale of all of Twin Peaks would involve <laughs> Jim Belushi standing on the sideline <laughs> cracking jokes, I would have uh, Mitchum brothers are probably my favorite new characters. Oh, they're I wonderful. Love them love so them much. And, and Hutch and Chantal. Yes, and I love, I just really love the Mitchum brothers, like, eating breakfast, like, pouring milk into their cereal, like, you know, we've had a rough day. This, this is going to be bad. This is going to be really bad. <laughs> so yeah. good. I love them. 
But yeah, um, uh, like me and Matt had, uh, we're talking last week about just, yeah, I had the same thing. I saw it right immediately when it ended, part 18. I'm like, I don't know how I feel. I There's immediate frustration. Then uh, I, I guess as anybody would after that, I like looked for answers. I I spent way too much time on Reddit looking through insane. Yeah, never days. go there. What are you doing? Uh, I I it, it was <laughs> that a, place is terrible. It was a uh, well, Matt. Not not all of Reddit is terrible. Some of the the Twin Peaks Reddit. No, like, yeah, it it it's fine, Matt. Uh, but no, I had to go somewhere, so I looked through there, looked at the crazy theories, thought like ninety percent <laughs> of them were just like totally insane. Even like today, like the the big theory. Or one of the ideas put out there was, oh, like Lynch uh, put clues in it, so like he he's like telling us to watch part seventeen and eighteen simultaneously, at, you know, at the same time, and it's it's I, I tried doing that okay, earlier it, today. It doesn't it doesn't really work outside of the last few minutes. No, yeah, it's last few minutes really click. They're really interesting. Them. Yeah. Um, I, I never for a moment believed it was intentional, and yeah. uh, Sabrina Sutherland in that AMA today that you were talking about, Marcella, confirmed that, like, she was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, that wasn't, no. Um, she said, I love that people are finding new ways to watch it, but that is definitely not what David intended, which <laughs> is basically what I knew she would say. I mean, the main um, thing that the main thing that clicks is Sarah destroying the picture, and then yeah, Laura screaming. Really that works really well. It's and that crazy. when Sarah... Did you watch the one that has, like, them on top of each other, or the one where they're, like, uh, dissolved over each other? Uh, the, on top of one each other. The one that they're I like sent stacked. you. The one that I sent you. I sent you that oh, yeah. clip. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I watched the one that had them, like, uh, laid over each other. Like, like oh, okay. One, like, one of them is at, you know, 50%, so they're just, like, compo- composited over each other. Hmm. Um, which I think was actually more interesting, because then you get some very weird compositions, and there's a great moment in that... Sarah stabbing the picture scene where when she walks in and grabs the picture off the nightstand that's when like Dale leans forward as if something has just been pulled out from under him oh wow and it, it okay. leans with he's like leaning right into where the picture was like he's stunned that it just got removed huh. um, yeah See, I, I don't I don't think this is anything but it's neat it's kind of a fun little experience. It's, it's nifty and it goes back to The Shining for me because like, have you guys heard of that uh, cut of the shining that has it's like layered on top of each other. Like one is going yeah reverse, the other one's going no. You know, no. Yeah, yeah, you haven't heard that, Matt? Like no. back, back when wow, what's that documentary? Uh, room Room two thirty seven. Yeah, Room two thirty seven. They talk about it. I, didn't they? I still haven't seen that. They uh, watch it. It's 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 fun. It's, it's it, it rained. It ranges from the very obvious to the completely bonkers. Yeah, it, in it, a way that it, is. It, it's, okay. it's sort of like these uh, Twin Peaks theories. Like I love. Yeah. I'll, I'll just say, okay, I may have dismissed ninety percent of these crazy theories on Reddit, but I still love that people are attempting to kind of like pull it apart. But sometimes it is it's kind of hmm. tedious. Like they're tr- it's like they're trying to solve the mystery. But for me, I just like that people are actually invested in it this much. So it, it, it's it, mm-hmm. it's a give or take, but. It kind of goes into that Shining thing where, you know, there are theories uh, about The Shining. There are people bring these, like, insane things to it. And some of it is, like, interesting. Some of it is bonkers and should be dismissed immediately. But no, like, one one theory is, like, somebody was like, oh, Kubrick, uh, like, planted hidden images and, like, kind of made it, kind of made a perfect movie where you can play it forward and play it backward at the same time and then superimpose those images together 
and you'll have like these crazy like I I, I should share the link uh, 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 with you Matt where like there are these Please do. there are these shots that are just insane like oh like maybe Kubrick is like that smart that he pulled this off where yeah there are these crazy images that sync up together. Never mind the fact uh, that, that again, watching it that way would have been literally impossible in 1980. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. But that, that's how I felt watching uh, the, uh, the 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 part 17 and 18 like together. Like, oh, like maybe, but no. It's what it's, I, it's it's just like what I like. Uh, how do I put this? Like the little moments where I'm like, oh, they sync up. Like I think they're just created in my head. Like they're they're not there on purpose. No way. And I think there's there's things to certain moments having the same rhythm as other moments. Um, that I don't know if I want to say intentional, but it's definitely part of part of the whole. Like on a similar note, the um, that loop in part thirteen where Sarah's watching TV and it just keeps yes. starting over again. It's to the same like rhythm as the woodsman's broadcast from part eight. Like if you play them at the same time, oh, okay. that poem that he's reciting uh, lasts exactly as long as each loop. So like when he says, uh, you know, the horse is the white of the eyes and dark within, that's when it starts over again. And it does it the whole time. If you play them both together, which is not like, I don't think that's something he ever Lynch expected us to find, or maybe even did on, on purpose. But I think the idea that, Certain it's a happy scenes. accident. Yeah, you know, he's all about happy accidents. Uh, certain scenes having the same rhythm and, and echoing other scenes is definitely a big part of the fabric of Twin Peaks, and I think the the similarities between 17 and 18 is kind of part of that. Um, it, it's hard to say him meaning to do anything actually means anything, because he didn't mean for Bob to even be a thing <laughs> when he started. <laughs> The entirety of the plot of the first season came about because he accidentally caught a set dresser in the mirror in a shot and thought he looked spooky and then just decided that he was the murderer now. And then the yeah. entire thing just pulled out from there. That's who you um, are now. And that's, you know, he's always, he's talked about that a lot, that like he's he's always waiting for, for happy accidents. So it's definitely a case where intention is not is not really a definition, but on the same, on the, on the other hand, like I think people who want to find clues and keys to unlocking all the mysteries are doing the exact thing the show is telling you not to do. Yeah. <laughs> it's the thing I love about the finale that it, it kind of stumps any attempt to actually make sense of it. It's just, um, kind of a, kind of a statement. Um, and the fact that you're frustrated that you missed out on endings to all the other stories is kind of part of, part of what it's doing. That's life. Um, I read I read the a, a Buddhist reading basically of the whole thing that I think mm-hmm. feels very right to me that you know in in, in Buddhism uh, gaining enlightenment is all about accepting that life is suffering and and thus you rise above the suffering by accepting that you can never truly escape the suffering and that kind of cyclical nature of it and that you know that's what Laura did you know in the end of Fire Walk with Me when she puts on the ring and allows herself to be killed rather than be controlled and she wakes up in the red room and she's laughing and, and crying and that's the end of Laurel Palmer's story which is why when you catch her in the beginning of The Return she's a being made of pure light but Dale cannot accept the suffering of others because he cares so much and that's why he's doomed to just like repeat this loop of trying to save someone who doesn't need saving which I think is a really 
that feels very, very right to me as in terms of what the ending is actually saying. Yeah. Yeah. See, I, uh, Matt, do, do you remember me saying kind of like the same thing where, like, I, it's it's like the ending because like, I I think I, I think I did the same thing, Andrew. Like after it ended, I'm like, I, I went to write it first, obviously, and then. I went to Transcendental Meditation, and then I went to Buddhism, and then I had, like, I read a whole thing about the, um, the, the, was it, the, the mind, body, soul, and, and mm-hmm. enlightenment and all that, and I'm like, oh, then I read, like, another theory where, I think it was Jacob Knight's article about how, like, uh, Asian Cooper is, like, kind of destined to do the same thing over and over, and, yeah, it's, it, it's like the ending I'm most comfortable, comfortable with, in my head, like Cooper is in a cycle that he can't escape. Uh, he's in a time loop. Yeah, and he's too good. Yeah, he, he is. Too much. He cares too much, but uh, he just—I guess he—he he just missed the fact that Laura Palmer had her her end. She transcended at the end of Firewalk with me. So, yeah, it's it. When I realized that and saw it again, like earlier tonight i'm like oh like it's it hits even harder when you bring that into it and again this is just a theory i have it's a theory you have andrew and it's we can just i think we come to it in our own way we bring our own what's the word like baggage or just intense to it so that's why that's why i love about it so and I, i think the idea that you have to accept uh all of the pain and bad things in the world because it makes you who you are and it makes your story what it is um, and you can't change it. I think that's a great message to convey in a revival of a 25 year old TV series <laughs> uh, that the, the form really uh, comments on itself there. Yeah, exactly. I also think there's something to the idea that like it's all it's all fiction so you know like th- I saw some people who were upset that they they took the the ending to mean that when when Dale went back and saved Laura that like he wiped the show out from existence. Oh yeah, I saw that. Um, and it's hey, like, I mean, I I get that, but also like no, I mean it's literally still there. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm just I'm just happy that Pete had a lovely morning fishing. I love that. I mean, that that made me happy. That made it's me like, very happy. All, I get the impression that he's kind of creating different versions of the story that all get to go on in kind of yeah. their own little pocket universes. And also, I kind of got the same feeling that I did when, like, a, a bunch of nerds got up in arms when Disney said that the Star Wars Expanded Universe canon was getting reset. I saw people going, <laughs> oh, like, oh, I grew up with these stories. You can't take them away. It's like, they're they're not. They're still there. They're, they're like, still there. It's, you can read them. It's all, it's all books about space. It's exactly as real <laughs> as it always was. It's kind of how I feel about Twin Peaks. It's like, yeah, the the show's still there, and I think it was kind of all about reassuring you. They're like, yeah, this, like, you can't change it. It's gonna be here. <laughs> yeah, it's still there. And and also, you'd think you know, fans of Lynch, uh, or and maybe like there are those fans of Twin Peaks who may not necessarily be fans of you know David Lynch. Oh yes, like, there are. Like, like That's definitely a thing. Yeah, uh, who they don't know that. Yeah, like Lynch has made you know, for most of his career, like uh, Mulholland Drive, Lost Highway. Uh, Inland Empire, like these alternate personalities, like alternate uh, universes, where yeah, they're <laughs> like a a a body, a soul can exist in two planes. So, yeah, I love that this dealt with that kind of theme by the end. Part eighteen felt to me like a a take on Lost Highway, Mulholland Drive, Inland Empire. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, this is like what. <laughs> like at the beginning of the show, I'm like, I wonder how far he's gonna go into like 
blocked <laughs> into this territory, and he gave me what I wanted by the end for sure. I was like, oh, this is like a new Lynch movie where he takes those themes and just pushes them to the extreme in this Twin Peaks universe. So, yeah, uh, I guess, I don't know, I, 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 I did hear the criticism that, oh, like, the old Twin Peaks is, like, wiped off you know, the map. And I'm like, no, like, it's... He no, can it's work. not. My, he, my Blu-rays still work. <laughs> like, still function. Gonna, they there function. wasn't going to be any more. It's not like this is stopping things, like, the story from continuing. There's exactly as much story as there was always going to be. <laughs> exactly. So, oh, here's a question, like, me and Matt uh, asked... asked uh, sorry. Where uh, me and Matt asked each other, would we want more Twin Peaks in any form, like a new season or a new movie? I mean, Andrew, would... If, uh, I guess if, if it were up to you, would you want another season or a movie? Like, would you want Lynch to come back into this universe? No. Um, I've been saying it since they ra- the ramp-up to the return before we even saw any of it, that, like, it felt... Even though we don't know anything about the plot, it felt like an ending, you know, the idea of revisiting after 25 years, which, you know, you can never top the excitement of coming back. You can't come back again. Um the idea of it being all of Lynch's favorite collaborators kind of showing up, even the non-Twin Peaks favorite collaborators are in there. Um, the fact that we, you know, we've lost uh, Catherine Coulson and Miguel Ferrer, um, all the people who managed to, to live just long enough to be in this one. Um, and, like, God, that, that moment where the log lady looks into the camera and says, I'm dying... And we know that Catherine Coulson was dying. Like she was like a month. She was like in the last month of her life when they shot that. That is an amazing uh, moment. Uh, that is unforgettable. Like I, I, I don't know. And and just the way and the way that ending, like we said, is kind of the perfect ending about how this is never going to end. But and it was none of it was real. So that all of it is real. Like all it, it made all the right you know statements. Um, I would have liked to have known more about Bobby and Shelly, because I care a lot about them. Uh, more context on Audrey, I think, would have been good, even though, like I said, it kind of is the point, but also it's... I don't know. I'm with I'm with people who are upset about that, even if I've sort of accepted what it was doing. Um, no, I definitely don't want more. I think it feels right to stop here, and I can't imagine them... I mean, if Lynch and Frost had an idea, like, you know, I trust them to not do anything they don't want to do. So yeah. <laughs> it's it's totally in their court. The most horrifying idea is something that doesn't involve either of them, which... Oh, yeah. I don't think anyone would come back. That's the thing. No, exactly. Um, yeah, I, I like when things end. Uh, I get excited when my favorite shows are announced that they're, you know, when they're in their final season. Um as long as they're not cancelled unexpectedly, as the original Twin Peaks was. Yeah. And they don't get to do the things they wanted to do. Um, I like when things end, and I like open endings, which sometimes that seems contradictory, but I think this was exactly what they needed to do. And it said some things about the original show, it said some things about the passage of time, it said some things about the nature of art. Uh, I'm, I'm completely satisfied and would kind of dread the idea of more uh, we got Frost's book coming out next month, and that'll be mm-hmm. that'll be a neat little uh, treat, um, which has nothing to do with Lynch. But as, as he once said, he has his idea of Twin Peaks, and Mark has has his, which is <laughs> yeah, 
a pretty amazing way for two collaborators to talk about the same project. Yeah, like uh, when um, r- right before the series premiered, the return, um, I-, I-, I did get the secret history of Twin Peaks, and mm. I for some reason thought that maybe Lynch had some input. But then, yeah, in in an interview, he was like, "No, I haven't read that. I've- I haven't even read it." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "What? Come on!" <laughs> so I guess it when, like uh, yeah, it was during the uh, AMA with uh, Sabrina Sutherland where she's like, "Oh no, he has nothing to do with like that final dossier. It's all Frost." And I'm like, "Of course, of course." Yeah, but I'm I'm interested. Like I, I haven't finished reading the Secret History of Twin Peaks, but it's fascinating to me i i love to get just another glimpse of twin peaks and if it's through frost's eyes and i'm like oh you know i I, i'm for it but yeah in the back of my head i'm like i like i wonder yeah for me i just i just wonder like i would maybe just like a movie maybe not with all the characters maybe dealing with like if it just focused on like audrey maybe i'd be interested but yeah at this point i'm like it, it did feel like a Maybe not satisfying is not the right word, but it just felt like an ending that I just have accepted now in the best way possible. I felt like it's making me feel all the things it wanted me to feel. Exactly, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> which is sort of a sense of satisfaction and acceptance of a lack of satisfaction. <laughs> um, yeah, the, his, his, watching his other work, you're talking about like people who are just Twin Peaks fans who aren't Lynch fans, um, which I knew going in, like when they first announced it, like, oh, this is going to piss people off. Like I called it before we knew anything about it <laughs> because it was just going to be him and his, you know, solo work to put it, uh, that way is, is not the same. Um, even though it's, it's coming from the same kind of general area and, uh, stuff like Mulholland Drive, I think definitely prepares you for the idea of, what the literal events of the story are are less important than like how it's doing it and what it is it's saying with them and like what it's saying to you rather than with than what's happening to the characters um like my big thing with lynch is that i get frustrated when no one realizes that he actually loves happy endings they just sometimes don't look like happy endings yeah um that his yeah. movies are all about going through the darkness and the pain to transcend it. Um, that like, there's always this rising up that feels all that much better because everything before it was so horrible. Um, like even Mulholland drive, I have long contended it's a, it's a grim ending, but when you kind of step back and look at what it's saying about, you know, the nature of art and the power of imagination and dreams and visions and like our understanding of what's happening to us in life, it's actually very, you know, uplifting in that very sad way that fine art so often is and i think twin peaks did something very similar where that is a a disturbing ending that actually says some really beautiful things and um this one week removed from it i i'm pretty into it <laughs> yeah i mean rewatching it again today i'm like oh it's this is gonna stay with me for forever i feel like mm-hmm. i i've been thinking about it all week and yeah, just talking about it all now again. Uh, it's uh, I love it. I mean, Matt, you're you love it too. <laughs> it's very much. Oh, I, yeah. It's 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 everything I wanted and more. Uh, yeah. It's, as we wrap up, I'm like, he he pulled it off. He did absolutely. Like I, mm-hmm. I when before this started, I'm like, I had my worries. I'm like, is 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 he gonna do it? Does he? I felt it. I'm like, does he still have it in him? And I should not have doubted that at all. It, I just should not have doubted his ability to come back and be 100% pure Lynch. Uh, and, and, and this was that. So, man, 
Uh, that was Twin Peaks: The Return, folks. That was it. Uh, Andrew, felt weird to turn in that turn in that last. <laughs> I know. It, like, it, okay, now now it's over. Oh shit. Uh, yeah, no. It, it it felt weird for me to edit it uh, before we recorded. I'm like, oh, this is it. I'm not gonna get to go back and go through like the episode and get screen caps, uh, which I I love to do each week. Uh, just to rewatch the episode like on Monday mornings. Uh, it's I'm gonna miss it. I'm gonna miss it. I mm-hmm. I don't think we're gonna ha- we're gonna have experience like this. Maybe I don't know. I I don't know who else like what other artists can pull off like an eighteen hour like series like this. Uh, yeah, that's that's basically what I said like early on when I realized I was talking about nothing but Twin Peaks, and I was sure everyone was getting sick of me talking about nothing <laughs> but Twin Peaks. And I finally said, you know what? Like nothing is ever gonna be like this again no, like no. nothing i care nothing i care about is going to do this thing where it comes back after 25 years for an 18 hour visionary experience like uh, there will be other tv shows i love i'm sure but this uh, twin peaks has always meant more to me than most tv shows and this particular experience of it uh was definitely once in a lifetime in a way that's it sounds ridiculous to say uh things about a TV show, like it changes your life and makes your makes you less less afraid of death, which is the thing <laughs> Twin Peaks does for me. But it totally does, and uh, yeah, I just let myself just go all in because uh, we had this summer, and now we can just uh, look back on it. And I'm sure there'll be all kinds of things we'll realize about the episodes when we rewatch them for the 500th time. <laughs> Absolutely, and uh, can't wait to get those Blu-rays in hand. I know, like. Uh, mm-hmm. Sutherland was like, "Oh, like expect an announcement from CBS Home Entertainment soon," and I'm like, oh, I can't wait. So, yeah. Uh, plugs. Hey, uh, Andrew, where can the people listening find you online? Well, as you know, you can find uh, pieces I've written about movies at Talk Film Society. I won't have the Twin Peaks column anymore, but you can go back and read all those if you want. Um, and whatever else we end up doing on the site coming up I'll be involved in stuff there uh, I'm on Twitter at Andrew Isla A-N-D-R-E-W-I-H-L-A um, I've also just this week started a little side Twitter where I just put photos of signs around Tucson because Tucson has <laughs> lots of interesting signs and I wanted to get pictures of them so I started a Twitter just for that that's at Tucson Signs if you care about things like that. <laughs> that's, that's um, actually awesome I had no idea <laughs> yeah um, I I'm the co-host of Don't Zap the Geek, which is a Twin Peaks uh, podcast that we started to go along with the new series. It's uh, I co-host it with my wife JoJo Seams and our dear friend Krista Lee. Um, it's we've you know done episodes discussing each individual part of the return. Uh, we haven't recorded our episode about the finale yet. Um, we're going to be doing that coming up here, and then we're going to have a big wrap-up listener special um, where we're going to like take questions and kind of discuss the whole thing. Uh, as as a piece. So if you want to jump in on that, um, you can find Don't Zap the Geek on your podcatcher of choice, or by following any of the three of us on Twitter. Um, and you can get in in time to uh, ask us some questions for the big finale. Awesome. Alright, do that, folks.
This has been a Talk Film Society podcast production. Produced by Marcelo Pico and Matt Curione. Go to talkfilmsociety.com for more podcast goodness.